everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and of course, now more than ever, freedom. If you would like to give me a follow, you can catch me over on Instagram at Lady Double Dog USMC, as well as my backup account, which is Conservative Mama Podcast. Or if you would like to email me, and please feel free to do so, you can email me at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com. I really do love hearing from you guys. Um, please do not hesitate if you were thinking about reaching out. Also, I have a prayer request. Please, if you guys could say a prayer tonight and over the next couple of days um, for my mother's uh, SO. He is um, facing some serious medical challenges um, and he could be at risk of um, you know, losing a foot. Uh, he could be at risk of even losing his life. So the doctors aren't sure. Um, so please, 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 um, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, please pray. His name is Joel. If you could um, remember to mention him in your, your nightly prayers, that would be really, really, really meaningful to me and to um, my family. He's a he's a nice man. Um, and I, I think, you know, all, all the prayers definitely couldn't hurt. So, you know, please say one for him and for her, because I know anytime someone is hospitalized that you care about, it is a very, very difficult thing to face and can feel very alienating. All of a sudden you feel like you are at the um, end of the world here. You're really at the precipice of a cliff, just kind of hanging at the edge. So, um, I just want to make sure that, um, we get that out there. Okay. So I have had to start this podcast several times, partly because um, my interns are in the bedroom here where I am recording. I know, isn't it weird? You guys are all in my bedroom with me. That's so weird. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. But no, really, I'm in my room. Um, and that's because I've been kicked out of my regular area. Uh, my in-laws are here because it was my son's birthday yesterday, and we are having a birthday party for him. And unfortunately, my mother cannot attend. Um, I feel really bad for her, and she feels awful. But, um, you know, things happen. Life sometimes just gets in the way. And he's one, so he's never going to remember. But, um, yeah, so they're here. They've brought their pair of shih tzus, and it really uh, vexes the cats. So my chubby intern, Bo, the big gray kitty you sometimes see in photos, and my little intern, um my little black and white kitty Figaro, they're both in here and they were, they were kind of rowdy here a few minutes ago. So I had to fix that. Okay. Um, where was it going? Oh yeah. So I have it on good authority that Donald J. Trump is bringing a lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter, and possibly the Google. What? I know you guys might already be savvy to this. Uh, I had received this information from a good friend and co-worker of mine. Shout out to Gail. Um, she let me know that Mr. 45 himself uh, dropped that bombshell live, which of course I missed because I was working um, remotely. And so um, I was really trying to pay attention to what I was doing, but it was kind of difficult because of all the movement in the house today. 
Anywho, um, yeah, so Trump bringing down the heat on Facebook, Twitter, and the Gulg. Um, I call it that because I accidentally misspelled it one time, and that's how I spelled it. It's ridiculous, but whatever. Um, so anyway, you know, what does that mean? What does it mean? Well, um, it looks like Senator Marco Rubio is leaping in as well to go after these, uh, platforms for their, uh, where they, you know, their, to revoke their status where they say, you know, they're, they're nonpartisan. They're, they're, they're not part of the partisan politics when very obviously they are. I think it's the, the 203 or 230 status, um, Gosh, forgive me. I, I, it's one of those two things, but it's, it's backwards in my head. So which, whichever way is right. So that's good. I mean, it's about time that the GOP starts to find a backbone and goes after these guys, because let's be honest here. They've had several opportunities to do this. Um, Jim Jordan, I think dropped the ball a little bit himself. So he doesn't get a pass here. Um, as much as I like Jim Jordan, he doesn't get a pass for that. Um, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, you know, um, who else am I thinking of? Um, eh, the guy who waffles back and forth down to South Carolina. You all know who I'm talking about. He, um, he's another one, you know, he had a chance to, uh, to, uh, you know, go after these guys even during the Trump administration and you didn't do it. So you really dropped the ball, even though the, the, silencing and the deplatforming of conservative voices was apparent um you did nothing with it so thanks for that anyway it takes trump to actually get things done as usual so here we are so um if that's the case it sounds like anybody who was affected by that uh maybe if you were a conservative voice who was deplatformed you may get to see some kind of financial benefit if Trump wins. So anyway, it's not going to be a simple thing. It it never will be when you've got this much money and um, all the way around. So it's not just Trump. It's not just Trump having a bunch of money. Google, of course, has a boatload. Uh, Twitter is no slouch. And Facebook, you know, Mark, I am a reptilian Zuckerberg, also has access to, you know, world-class lawyers. So all of these people are going to be fighting off in what might be the biggest showdown of probably A-list lawyers anywhere ever seen before. So it could be a heck of a thing to witness. So who knows? But um, regardless of what happens, uh, I think we're all intimately aware that uh, the First Amendment rights have been breached, um, that um, these platforms no longer represent uh, the freedom of speech, but uh, absolutely have their own agendas. I think with the um, Project Veritas leaks and so on and so forth, like we, we can pretty much assume that um, they are not nonpartisan. They are totally partisan. And it wouldn't matter if they were partisan for the Republican Party. I would say the same thing. Like you're you're claiming to be nonpartisan and not responsible, but yet you're taking full responsibility and you're keeping people from saying what they want to say. Look, hate speech is still protected under the First Amendment, even though it's abhorrent and disgusting and awful and no one likes to hear it. It's still protected speech. 
So, Facebook, you don't get to decide what is hate speech and what isn't hate speech. I'm pretty sure um, when you've got Ilhan Omar talking about, uh, you know, how much she dislikes the Jewish community, that could be considered hate speech. And you have, um, you know, ISIS chanting death to America and everything else. That would also be considered hate speech. But yet these are also protected forms of speech for American citizens. So, you know, just saying. I'm just just tossing that out there. Okay, moving on. Um, federal A federal judge in Georgia has decided to uphold the, um, the election laws that are on the books presently. Um, so what does that mean? It means quite simply, he's, I mean, in all transparency, transparency, he is a, um, a Trump appointee, right? Remember behind the scenes, Trump appointed a lot of federal judges to positions. He was doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, of course, all anybody ever really focused on was the two appointees to the Supreme Court, which have been less than stellar, I guess. I think we all thought they were going to be a top-rated thoroughbred going into the Kentucky Derby, and they wound up being maybe the 30-to-1 long shot. Who the hell knew? But here we are. Anyway, this judge in Georgia is not caving to the outrage mob and going in to make any election changes, uh, election law changes, because he understands something quite clearly. And it is simply that, um, you know, if these laws that are presently on the books right now want to be challenged after the election is complete, then that is legal to do so. However, going in there and doing that now while an election is taking place really goes against the idea of a free and fair election, right? So, of course, the Democrats are all for it, and, um, you know, everyone with a thinking brain is against that, right? And so, really, what it comes down to is voter ID laws and um, stricter regulations on requiring a voter ID. You know, as well as I know, that the Democrats do not want a strict voter ID policy, right? They will absolutely gleefully ask for your vaccination card on a flight or a cruise or wherever else, right? They will happily ask to see it. But um, a voter ID card? Ridiculously racist. Um, that's, that's very, very frustrating, uh, especially for those of us who want to ensure the integrity of our elections, we want to make sure if Joe Biden actually won by 80 million votes, making him the most popular president in American history, that he won legally. And since you obstruct and obfuscate every single chance you get, chances are probably not. But um, I digress. So why is this voter ID issue such a big deal? Well, I think we know why. The Democrats love this sleight of hand and they love to break the law, mostly because the Republicans never seem to take them to task and hold them accountable for anything. I don't know why. I don't know if you just are naturally spineless 
most of you, but it's okay to force them to abide by the laws that the rest of us have to abide by. You don't have to worry about the media. You know what? If you start taking people to task and you start bringing the hammer down, the media will come around. Otherwise, maybe you go after them too if they're out of line, if, you know, wherever legally you can without, you know, stepping on constitutional rights. The Democrats don't want a strict voter ID rule because how could they get illegals to vote? How could they get dead people to vote? I mean, you can't have 80 million votes if half your voting base is deceased. How are they going to show up with their ID? It's madness. It's utter madness. It's going to be like the walking dead out there, you know, all the zombies out there. Thank God you got your wallet on you, Steve. (laughs) Whew. My goodness. You're starting to smell, bud. Ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. But, you know... That's where we're at today. And they really want to steal Georgia. Um, absolutely. And they don't want anything to be investigated. So voter ID laws, keep it free, keep it fair, and keep it honest. And all of those things are something that the Democrats are wildly against. Totally, totally against. And I'm not, I'm absolutely just preaching to the choir at this point. However, if you're new to the podcast and you were not taught this in school, you need to understand that... Um, Unlike the doofus that I've been kind of going back and forth with on Instagram earlier this morning, uh, there was no party switch. That is a stupid talking point that the Democrats have tried to gaslight everyone into believing, except that historians exist, political scientists exist, and actual history did occur. So there is no party switch. I'm specifically speaking to you, Instagram moron, who seems to think that they did, and I think you said 1936. You are the weakest link. At what point? What, what was the switch? Now all of a sudden Democrats are, you know, pro-small business, pro-going back to work, pro-non-reduce, you know, reduce, reducing welfare, um, pro-America. When did that happen? When did that happen? Because I don't remember any time in history that occurring. So that's the party of slavery. That's Democrats. Um, Like I said, for those of you who are new and maybe never learned this in school, by 1861, the Democrats owned 100% of the slaves. So when the first shot of the Civil War was fired, Democrats owned 100% of the slaves. Juneteenth is a direct response to um, a, a Republican general heading on down to Galveston, Texas to let the slaves know that they were no longer slaves and had been freed actually two years ago by President Abraham Lincoln, for which the slave owners forgot to mention. Um, So that was Juneteenth. And of course, in response to losing the war and to Juneteenth and all this other crap, the Democrats did what Democrats do, and that was to, you know, give us some good old-fashioned homegrown terrorism in the form of the KKK and then pass a bunch of Jim Crow laws, uh, which, you know, wreaked havoc across the South. So that's the party that is the one gaslighting everybody, trying to say, well, party switch side. No, no, slaves were freed by Republicans. The Republican Party was essentially formed in response to your crap. Um, but Slaves were freed by Republicans. In fact, I don't think we saw a Democrat 
congressman, I believe. Um, it might have been a senator. I don't think we saw a, a Democrat congressman, a black Democrat congressman until 19. 1964 or 19, the late 1960s, I'm sorry, I think it was the late 1960s, maybe 1968. So that's a long time. <laughs> then that guy apparently forgot their history. Anyhow, um, it was a long time. So yeah, how did the party switch exactly? That's the question I ask. Where did they switch? Because the Democrats have always been pro-eugenics. Uh, Margaret Sanger uh, was openly racist and the eugenics program that she created through Planned Parenthood was specifically to target black families, to black children. She was going to eradicate um, the black families and, through abortion. And she's done a swimmingly good job. Um, and I don't mean good as in I agree with it. I think she's, it's abysmal. It's ab abhorrent what she's done. Um, her legacy is such that she's probably burning in hell for all eternity. Good. That's what you get. All those babies' lives. Black, black women are the victims of this Planned Parenthood more than any other race and any other ethnicity. More black babies are aborted every single year than any other race or ethnicity. So Margaret Sanger's job of creating this, you know, with the intent to, you know, eradicate black Americans, she's moving on unopposed. And Hillary Clinton was a huge fan. Um, also, why don't you look into uh, the Democrat connection, especially Hillary Clinton, to Robert Byrd? He was uh, pretty high up there in the KKK. She thought he was a role model too. So again, where did the party switch sides? Just saying. Um, so of course they don't want voter ID laws. But the thing that burns me up is that, um, you know, with all of this information available to people, why do black Americans continue to vote for Democrats? They only remember black America exists once every four years. And then they go out and they remind them how oppressed they are, which is ironic considering they are the oppressor. Um, but they go out and they say things like, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And black people still voted for Joe Biden. What? What? You're okay with this? blows my mind. Um, or, you know, when they say um, black people can't be expected to get a voter ID. That's racist. Why is it racist? Well, it's racist. You, can, you know, and then they imply that black Americans are, well, essentially too ignorant to do it. Now, that is abhorrent. That ideology, that thought process to me is disgusting. Black Americans are too ignorant to get a um a voter ID that's weird considering they have to have a an ID in order to buy liquor or to buy a car or to get a bank account or take a flight somewhere or uh you know get a a, a library card if you want to rent a house uh you need an ID if you want to um open a line of credit ID I mean <laughs> You want to drive a car? ID. But voter ID? <gasps> racist. Well, why is it racist? Well, black people can't be expected to get this. 
while they can get an ID in every other for every other thing, why why not this? You see what I mean? And and yet, and yet the black community defends these people, and that that's the part that just blows my mind. Why don't you hear what they're saying? Why do you why why would anybody allow anyone to talk to them that way? I don't care what color you are. Somebody said, "Hey, Sarah B, you're too stupid to get an ID." What? Why would you think that? Well, because you're a female. That's that's just stupid logic. What are you talking about? I'm female, so I can't get an ID. I'm too dumb. I'm too what? I don't get it. I have an ID. I have. I've got a driver's license. I've got a FOID card. I've got you know concealed carry card. <laughs> like I've got a lot of forms of ID. What are you talking? About? I got a passport. What are you talking about? I can't get a voter ID. Why? Because you're female. Doesn't make any sense. Your logic is faulty. I don't get it. But people buy that. They're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I, it is racist to get a voter ID. You have a driver's license. Yeah, but no, voter ID is racist. What? So I don't know. But, you know, God bless the uh, federal judge in Georgia. Again, I'm going back to that. And God bless the federal judge in Georgia for standing up and saying, no, no. If I were to move forward and start trying to change the election laws while the election is going on, that directly contributes to the suspicion that the elections are no longer free, that they're no, that the integrity has been broken. And this judge, like so many people around the country, believe that voter ID laws are probably a good thing, you know? Why do we assume that, you know, if you are a different color or a different race or a different ethnicity, like the voter ID doesn't work for you? See, that's the problem. The The problem isn't that, you know, voter IDs are racist. They're not racist any more than your driver's license is racist. But it's that Democrats can't cheat. And I think Americans, black Americans, white Americans, all different colors and creeds of Americans realize that this is just a ploy. And honestly, as much as um, it frustrates me to think that, you know, people are talking about other people that way, I think Americans are waking up because you see all of these suddenly uh, new voices out of the black community they're conservatives you know look at candace owens she was a democrat she was she was a liberal i'm not saying she was yes i mean if you're liberal you're more than likely democrat very few are somehow republican too but who knows i don't know but she openly admits she was liberal she was liberal for a long long time and then she kind of woke up and realized what a line of crap she was being fed and look at her now um, you know, you look at all of these black voices that are coming out and they're saying, look, no, we don't agree with that. We don't agree with voter ID laws being racist. We don't agree with critical race theory. We don't agree with this constant um, battle of oppressor versus the oppressed. Like we don't self-subscribe to a constant state of victimization and good for them. As Americans, we should all be supporting that fight. Like, no. <laughs> No, no one should have to tolerate that crap. But look who's doing it. It's not coming out of the Republican Party. Isn't that weird? But I thought the party switched sides. Nope, guess not. Guess not. The Democrats are still doing what Democrats do 
which is working very hard to enslave others. And in this case, it's enslavement of the mind. Yep, they're trying to own that. And you know what? If you let them, I really don't, I don't know how to help you out of that situation, except to drop some truth bombs and maybe one will land and you'll rattle yourself around and go, wait a minute. Hey, yeah, but honestly, the wake up has to be internal. It really does. Okay, um, what else did I have? Uh, oh, yes. So, sounds like the Biden administration, the Biden White House is in support of more lockdowns. Hooray! Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this a little while ago. If you think that this COVID foolishness is going to go away, it is not. It is never going to go away until we stand up collectively united and say, no, we're done with the crap. We're not afraid of your variants. We're not afraid of your original. We're not afraid of your stupid masks and your mandates and your your constitutional infringement upon our civil rights and liberties. We're sick of it and we're taking none of it anymore. And so... That's how you defeat this beast because it's, you know, this is how they roll out things like socialism and communism. They give you some freedom and then they pull it back and then they give you some freedom and then they pull it back and it's ebb and flow, ebb and flow until they wear you down so much that you will do anything to make it stop. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not have the luxury of dropping out of the fight. You need to gear up and get ready because they're about to do it again. The fall is coming. And this Delta variant, they'll come up, if, it, if that's not the winner, they'll come up with another one. And they will absolutely convince the sheeple that the masks have to go back on. And everybody has to be vaccinated from birth to death forever and ever and ever. Amen. For a disease that's 99% survivable. Even Klaus Schwab admitted that this was... Um, not that great as far as pandemics go. I mean, as far as killer viruses, this is kind of like the Diet Coke of killer viruses. So wake up. These variants are full of crap. Yeah, maybe it is a true variant of something, but it's not going to be worse than the original. Come on. And I thought if you were already vaccinated, maybe you should have just kept your natural immunity. Hmm. Just saying. So I don't know, folks. You know... (laughs) I don't know what to tell you except that here comes the storm. The Bidens are all in. The Biden administration is all in for this fresh new lockdown. I don't know when they think that's going to kick off, but uh, those of us in blue states will absolutely feel the pain first. Um, You know that to be fact, but I don't think the red states will lock down anymore. I really don't think they'll do it. So God bless the red states. Um, (laughs) We're doing all we can here in the blue states to fight back. Um, so we haven't given up the fight. I'm not giving up the fight. So no, it's exhausting. It's designed to be exhausting. It is designed to be demoralizing. It's designed to make you want to just do whatever it takes to stop, but you don't have the luxury of giving up the fight. You just don't. We have to stay in this and we have to say no more masks, not for us, not for our kids. And you are not mandating any daggone experimental vaccine on anyone because we're sick of it. We're sick of it. You want science? Here. Here's some science. What we have now is scientism. That's ridiculous. We're not going to live in a world like this. We have to fight back or we 
we'll just continue to march down this path until you there's no really any way of coming back so we need to take a stand now and and not go willingly okay Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. Um, of course, that makes it July 7th. Um, I will talk to you guys again on Friday, Friday fun day. Um, let's see. Oh, Bubba Jones, his birthday party is Saturday, so I'm super excited about that. Next week, I will be leaving for vacation, so I've got to figure out how I'm going to do my podcast because I don't remember exactly which day we're heading out. Um, However, the following week, so um, the weekend of the, um, what is it, 16th, 17th, 17th, 18th, something like that, that next week, I probably will not record. I will be in vacation. Um, So hooray for me. But um, it is much deserved. I am crazily driving to Florida with a one-year-old and a nearly 11-year-old in the car. So (laughs) if you never hear from me again, it's because I fed myself to sharks. Okay. But yes, it is. It is. (laughs) I'm trying to make it so it'll be fun. But um, pretty sure I'm going to go neck deep in an alligator swamp somewhere. So we'll see. Okay. So I will tell you a little bit more, get those dates solidified for you guys. So you know when not to expect me, but I will talk to you guys again for sure on Friday. And as always stay deplorable patriots, love and God bless.